P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, we're back uh, like about two months early, but we're talking about Christmas movies already. So, you know, as it goes. And this week we have a special guest uh, from BuzzFeed. It's my friend, Abby Cass. Welcome, Abby. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we we essentially owe this episode to Abby, who in a delightful manner, um, bullied Matt into changing our schedule and doing this movie instead of whatever pretentious garbage he wanted to do on the episode this week. So thank you, Abby, from the bottom You're of my welcome. heart, really. It was um, it was a service. I yeah. <laughs> was listening to one of your previous episodes where Shelby talked about this movie and wanted to see it. And mm-hmm. I knew Matt wanted me on the podcast. So <laughs> I texted him and I was like, I want to do Last Christmas. And he said, absolutely not. <laughs> not going to happen. I'm like, well, Shelby wants to do it. Uh, he said, well, that's why I'm not going to tell her. <laughs> He's such a I said, okay, co-host. well, then I'll get in contact with her myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Women rise up. We get things done. So this is like a hostile takeover podcast right now where I'm being held against my will, forced to go watch this weird movie. And now I'm here to talk about it. So uh, (laughs) it's a win-win, right? It is. It is. I mean, I'm excited that Abby's here. I wish it was under better circumstances that we were... (laughs) But, you know, I'll make do with what we have. I mean, I said I wanted to come on and talk about Hustlers originally, and you shot that one down, too. So this Man, is your fault. Man, he really dug his heels in on Hustlers. I He snapped at me about that one a couple times, too. So I feel you, Abby. <laughs> but you I guys. That would have been a great episode. Yeah. Instead of Hustlers, we had that super fun episode where we covered uh, the goldfish, yeah, which all of loved. 10 people saw. So, you know. Yeah, live with that, Matt. Did more people see this movie than The Goldfinch? That's what I now. I'm yes, a hundred percent. Are you How kidding? How much money did The Goldfinch make in its opening? Oh my gosh, weekend? like twelve dollars total. This a hundred percent will be viewed more than The Goldfinch. I I would bet my life on it. Oh yeah, box office nine million, and this already made eleven. <laughs> so okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really thought you were going to prove something there, but no. I know. I was I was ready to, to say I told you so, but... Yeah. Um, um, okay, well, before we get into last Christmas, let's talk about our trailer for the week, which is Pixar's new movie, Soul. I was surprised when this trailer dropped because, I, because Pixar already has another movie that's coming out this winter called Onward, and then Soul is coming out this summer. So it's like two Pixar movies. <laughs> Getting greedy. In real Everyone close loves Pixar. Contact. Like, yeah. <laughs> people love Pixar. I mean, I know people love Pixar, but like, this is a lot. Doesn't it take these the people manpower, a long time yeah. to make it? But... <laughs> well, think about how much success they've had. So they've been able to hire more people. So there's probably a bunch of different teams working on movies all the time. I guess that's true. Yeah. So what did you guys, what did you guys think of this? This is the first one that really features a black man as the lead. Obviously he's, I mean, the premise that I know of is just from this trailer alone. So I don't know if there's a more um, (laughs) straightforward plot line, but basically it seems like a guy's really into soul music and then maybe dies and has to figure it out in this uh, mysterious green people world. 
That's the that's the summary. Yeah, that's about all that I got from this trailer too. I was kind of confused at the yeah. end of it. Like, okay, what is the movie about? It felt yeah. like I almost watched the like first two minutes of the movie, and that was it. And then I really don't know where it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I so then I got on Wikipedia because I was also confused about what this uh movie was really about. And apparently, it's sort of an inside out kind of thing where it's mm-hmm. like all of these souls that some of them I think are in the afterlife, and some of them are like souls being prepared to be put into like babies' bodies, <laughs> and like what, what life is like in the soul world. Which I was like, okay, this is. Sort of strange, but if anybody's going to do it, it's Pixar. And you know that this movie's going to be sad AF because the all their movies are sad. (laughs) Yeah, and like dead people and like like, babies. And I feel like there's bound to be some like, you know, like we live through other people or whatever element (laughs) to it. So, so do you think he really dies or he gets put back in his body in the end? Ooh, like he's just like unconscious. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's going to wake up from a coma or something. And then he like That's learns my... how to live a better life. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. The thing that I thought was weird about this is usually Pixar movies are focused on children for the most part or have like children somehow in them. Like even The Incredibles, you know, there's like it's obviously adults, but there's kids. But this looked like it was the main character is just like a full on grown male. Yeah, but so. he does talk to the little the little soul baby. I don't know who it is, but there is a there's a child soul down there with him, right? Or did I imagine that? Is that the Yeah, there is another soul. Like... I think played by Tina Fey, if oh. my uh, Wikipedia searching is correct, and that's the character that she's playing. The one who did the cowboy dance? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, the cowboy the dance. That's right. That's what happens. It I mean the New York pieces all looked so beautiful. It looked so gorgeously animated and it was cool to see a person of color lead a pixar film but then immediately they just turn him into a blob of green goo and it's just like i don't know they just have a habit of doing that you know like princess and the frog they just turn him into a frog and i mean even birds of just spies in disguise they turn him into a bird it's like what What? i don't know what is that movie birds of spies in disguise it's where um it's the will smith as like a as like a world class spy, and then he's turned into a pigeon that's coming out next year, next like February. I have what? Not heard of this. That is a real movie. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes. Is this like along is. the same lines of like Will Smith playing twins? Like same same <laughs> thing? No, it's a real movie. It's it's like um, I just described it. Yeah, he he turns is it into animated a, or it's live yes, action. He, no, it's animated, and it's. It's a world-class spy, this handsome black guy, and then for some reason he's turned into a pigeon. That's the whole movie premise. That <laughs> it comes terrible. out Christmas. Yeah. But anyways, my oh. my is point here? is Yeah. <laughs> I've seen no advertising no. for it. They're burying that. <laughs> it's a fox, I think. It's not like a Disney, but He turns into a fox too? No, no, no. It's the 20th, 20th century fox is Oh, doing oh, okay. it. so it's oh, not sorry. a Disney thing. No, he turns mm. into a pigeon, <laughs> the only animal he turns into. But anyways, I just feel like they just have to have the balls at some point to give a black character a full movie without resorting to making them into some 
um, inhuman blob of something else. Well, the well, I was going to say Coco is about a Hispanic boy, but I guess he does turn into a skeleton. So I don't know. If <laughs> no, I mean that, Coco but. counts. Yeah, Coco is a good Coco one. was because it was very like it. It was about Day of the Dead and had all of that. Mm-hmm. In. It was yeah. really good. And Coco was surprisingly good. Like, I went into that thinking, ah, whatever, and then left, like, <laughs> emotionally damaged. And- yeah. yeah. I watched that one yeah. on a plane. So I, like, oh. wanted to start sobbing and, like, couldn't, I, like, can't cry on a plane <laughs> when all these people are around me. Well, I'm sure it'll, Soul will go on to make a lot of money. And I didn't think Inside Out looked all that good, and it ended up blowing my mind, so. Yeah, if it's along the same lines as Inside Out, it's definitely going to be good. You can never second guess Pixar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, has Pixar made a bad movie? Probably. It depends on taste. I, mean, I hated Wally. I thought Wally was bad, but I think I'm alone in that. I also didn't care for Up, I guess, past the first 10 minutes, but that's a hot take. The second Cars movie wasn't good, <laughs> and I didn't see the third one, but I can imagine that wasn't great okay, either. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, should we get into the heart of this episode? <laughs> I think so. See what I, see <laughs> like what I the did pun, there? <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, are you ready? Uh, you know, I saw this. I I feel like that's two hours I'm not getting back. But Did you, know, you also have Last Christmas stuck in your head for days after <laughs> seeing it? You know, I really didn't. I hate the song Last Christmas with like a burning passion. I think it's my least favorite Christmas song. And I could not have told you that it was by George Michael. I honestly thought it was by a woman. Um, probably because there's just so many like covers to it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. But so I, it really had no effect on me. I feel like I am <laughs> officially immune to the song Last Christmas and it being stuck in my head. Well, so to set us up a little bit, Last Christmas is a Christmas rom-com starring Emilia Clarke and Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. It's directed by Paul Fee, who did, you know, everything from Bridesmaids to A Simple Favor. Um, Emma Thompson, who is also an actress in the movie, wrote it and also created the story with her husband. So this is all owed to Emma Thompson, basically. Um, but it's the story of a woman who's reeling from a recent health scare and is kind of grumpy and unhappy and narcissistic and is ruining the lives of those around her. And she meets this very handsome young man who starts to tell her that she needs she could be better and she should try harder and and her life is transformed and the Christmas spirit takes hold and magical things happen and um um so yeah (laughs) that's the story of last Christmas um Abby did you did you end up liking it like what were your first impressions um yeah I did like it I kind of went into it it's one of those movies I feel like you go into it and you kind of know what it's going to be. Um, but it's a fun. I think Well, like, not everybody. <laughs> I think it's like a, it's a fun movie and I felt like it was kind of early to be getting in the Christmas spirit. I don't know why mm-hmm. it came out already. Mm-hmm. But I love Amelia Clark. I think that's kind of like a well-known thing like lots of people love her. She's <laughs> yeah. Great in this, I felt like. Um you know, it had its 
weird moments and was kind of also bad at the same time but I feel like you need a good bad movie every once in a while yeah. like it just like yeah. is a good time so you pushed really hard obviously to like see this movie to come on the podcast and talk about it what like in the trailer or sort of like in the run-up to this really made you feel like this is the movie that I really want to go see and that I want to talk about like was it the Christmas element was it the romance like what was it that like sparks your interest i guess um i think it was the rom-com everyone loves a good rom-com it's christmas mm. everyone loves christmas mm-hmm. and i knew matt would hate it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and i wanted to force him to see it and talk about it because he <laughs> needs a little bit of payback for not like accepting <laughs> what i want to talk about on this podcast so oh you gosh. know what's crazy though is matt has liked some of the dumbest rom-coms this year slash ever and i i kind of part of me expected him to actually be okay with this in the end but it sounds like you were a, a hater through and through matt is that the vibe i'm getting well, I did like parts of it more than I thought I was going to. I think it was there were parts of it like not anything really related to the main plot, but there were kind of like side plots mm-hmm. like these two cops and Michelle Yeoh's character I thought mm-hmm. and like the sister who were all sort of funny and enjoyable mm-hmm. um separate of like the actual storyline. <laughs> I don't know. I like a rom-com, but I like a rom-com that's more calm than rom, if that <laughs> makes sense. And this was, like, more romantic and then also, like, drama oh, as yeah. well. It was Very sort of like dramatic. a, a, mm-hmm. a rom dramedy. Mm-hmm. A romedy. <laughs> yeah. I, like I mean, it was interesting because it wasn't, like, necessarily your cut and dry rom-com. Um, because Henry Golding actually was not in it that much. Like, if you cut down the minutes, like, his screen time might be less than almost any of the other side characters. Um, because he sort of flits in and out and ghosts her a couple times, if you, you know, just to use a common phrase. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it was interesting. Spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a hard movie to talk about without talking about spoilers because part of the reason I think Matt did sort of agree to this is because when we were first talking about the trailer, Matt we sort of mentioned like, oh, it's going to turn out that Henry Golding's character is a ghost or something. And Matt was like, what are you talking about? I didn't get that vibe at all from the trailer. (laughs) And so now he's suddenly like, oh, yeah, I totally knew that was happening. Like, I totally guessed that. (laughs) But um, I mean, I guess we can get into that. Yeah, I've never seen anything like anybody... I get, how do I even say this? Like, this movie is unique, I think, in the fact that it dropped the trailer, which looks just like a regular, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like Christmas rom-com. I saw it, wasn't really thinking hard about it at all. I was like, oh, this kind of looks lame. I don't love, like, a sick person movie anyways. <laughs> so this felt sort of like Christmassy, like, Fault in Our Stars, but not, I don't know. I was like, nah, pass. But then when you said, oh, like, people online think that he's, dead already i was like what what are you talking about (laughs) but then that theory like long before this movie ever hit theaters just exploded online Uh so on twitter and on instagram like everybody's talking about like oh is henry golding's character 
dead the whole time? Like, <laughs> is he a ghost? Because in the trailer, he's not seen really interacting with anybody other than her. It has like they're playing the song Last Christmas I Gave You a- My Heart. You know that she had some kind of like illness or surgery. And so people are like, oh, this is the guy who gave his heart to <laughs> Amelia Clark. And that's why the movie's called Last Christmas. And the moment that happened, I think everybody kind of like agreed that that was what it was going to be. And so instead of going to see this movie, like, and being shocked by this twist, I think everybody went and saw it thinking, okay, they like, this is a ludicrous bonkers (laughs) twist. Like, this can't be what's actually in the movie, is it? And then it was. So I, I don't know. It's interesting for a twist movie to instead of like going and not thinking about a twist and then being surprised to yeah. be like going and looking for the weird or twist. Just, like I looking know. for it to confirm it. Like it was just like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, like I went into it being like, this is what I think is going to happen. Am I going to be right? And you know, usually yeah. you're like a little bit right, maybe like part of it. And like, oh, there actually was like a good twist in here. So it was kind of like waiting for that to happen. And it never did. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, what everyone said online was 100% true. (laughs) And that was it. Then the movie ended. Was there ever a part during the movie where you thought, oh, maybe it is something different or, oh, maybe like he's not dead? Like, was there a part where you doubted yourself? No. (laughs) He like dodged around people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was so obvious. Like the whole time I I was like, Amelia Clark, how can you not tell that no one else is seeing him? Yeah, there were a couple. It seemed sort of like strange because the director is usually a little smarter than this, right? Like he's done some really good films, like even a simple flavor, a simple favor. I like loved, and it was so fun and smart. Mm -hmm. And so this one just felt a little weird. That for a second, yeah. Okay, so Paul Feig has directed a number of movies, and I feel like so like here's his list of uh, or his filmography: Unaccompanied Minors, which is that like weird strapped in an airplane christmas movie then bridesmaids the heat spy ghostbusters a simple favorite last christmas i feel like he is like on a downward spiral (laughs) well that is your wrong opinion (laughs) i think he's going up and down like unaccompanied minors obviously bad bridesmaids one of the best movies ever made i'll stand by Mm. that to this day a simple favor great movie Mm-hmm. No, a simple favor was not no, good. The Heat and good. Spy, I feel like, were great. And then Ghostbusters and a simple favor in Last Ghostbusters Christmas. Ghostbusters like, was Bro, more what are you fun doing? Like, than get it together. you want to believe it was. It was tainted by all the conversation around it, but it's not as bad as everyone made it out to be. Like, let's just say that much. But it's not like great. <laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, but who's another like comedy director? And we could pick apart there. Um, filmography as well because i think comedy is just such a hard thing to nail and especially when you're like making a lot like you know one a year or whatever it is it's so easy to have like it's so hit and miss you know i guess uh, what i'm trying to say is like i'm very surprised that someone with as strong a track record or so many good movies would like see this (laughs) script and be like ah yes this is something that i want to tackle because it's not that funny and it's also sort of weird people and emma thompson laughed a lot during this movie so i don't know maybe (laughs) it was just you and your audience but we enjoyed it in my theater yeah no the people in my theater were also laughing very hard but at like not funny things no that's like that's your opinion matt that's your opinion matt (laughs) 
But no, I mean, that's the weird thing too, is like some people were very surprised in the audience when the, the twist was revealed. And I think it's like a lot of people don't engage with movie, you know, culture or conversation like we do. And they just see last Christmas, they go to the movie, boom, they're surprised. But I think what was interesting is like this movie wasn't as much of a rom-com as I thought it would be. And it ended up having this very weird like place setting where they set it in 2017 England so that they could have this whole subplot about Brexit, <laughs> which was the which most really bonkers yes. part for play me. until like two thirds of the oh, way yeah. into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was all of a sudden it was like very randomly like little bursts and you're like, "Oh, okay, now we're near the end and we're going to get political." Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very strange cuz the movie opens in um Yugoslavia where they're singing this George Michael song, I assume. Is that I, I don't know. know. They're singing a very <laughs> English American song for some reason in the 90s. There's a lot of George Michael yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And so you start yeah. there and then suddenly it's like, oh, 2017 or 2016 England. And I was like, oh, are we going to get another flash forward to the present day? Because it just seems such a weird time frame to put on it. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. about two thirds through the movie, they're like, oh, Brexit is happening on a television in the background. And you're like, oh. So this whole thing was staged just so we could have this um, connection here. And I just, that was the part that didn't make sense to me. Because I was like, why is this movie Mm -hmm. trying to say something more when it's a movie about a girl falling in love with the ghost of her heart donor's um, (laughs) dead body? You know, it's just like. The the Brexit plotline is like further complicated by the fact that the major like, movie plotline having to do with Brexit is that this family is from Yugoslavia and the mother is played by Emma Thompson who is not Yugoslavian <laughs> she has but the, doing like, like a very thick like <laughs> yeah. yeah Eastern European weird accent yeah. so like I can see okay you're British you're a liberal you're annoyed by Brexit you like want to somehow put this in your movie but then it's strange to like have a movie specifically about how you want refugees in the country and then just not cast any refugees as the refugee family yeah like does yeah. you cast yourself in that role yeah like, like yes. i'm writing this movie i want to make this point and i'm gonna play this part yeah, and like have this so awful weird. accent that like maybe offends people i don't know i it was it was it was right if emma thompson wanted to be in this movie she could have easily just played the christmas store shop owner <laughs> she could have played anyone she wrote it she yeah. could have played a yeah. Yeah. Clark's character if she really wanted to <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna say no to that and the brexit thing like i don't understand how it just felt like two separate movies because it was like how does the whole heart thing tie into this all like be nice to immigrants thing like it was just like it was so disparate to me that I was sort of like when did the when did the lanes conjoin when did they come together when did these two thoughts like make sense and you're like oh that's why they had to mention this in this movie yeah really nothing about this movie makes sense The Emma Thompson supposedly had the idea for this movie when she was listening to the song last Christmas. She was like listening to it and was like, oh, what if I wrote a movie where there's like uh, somebody who 
last Christmas actually did give their heart to somebody else as like an organ donor. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's like plot A. Then plot B, she's clearly like, okay, Brexit. (laughs) That needs to be in here. But then I also read an interview with her where she was like, I want to do a modern telling of of a Christmas carol, sort of like the ghost coming back (laughs) and like teaching you how to be a better person, which is also a weird element. And then not only did she want Last Christmas in this movie, but there's loads of other George Michael songs. And supposedly Amelia Clark's character is obsessed with George Michael. And Emma um, Thompson met with George Michael a number of times before he died, like Mm. consulting on this movie. It's just like she had six different movies (laughs) that she wanted to make and was like, "Ah, I only got time for one. Let's put all this stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have this other storyline, which is like her sister is a closeted um, gay woman who hasn't told her parents that her roommate's actually her her long-term partner. And so for some reason, that comes into play because, I don't know, I guess they're worried her very Yugoslavian parents won't won't accept it. But then that's sort of just like grazed, glazed over. Like it's just like, oh, yeah, they embraced it and everyone's happy now. And it's like, let's eat lesbian pudding. You know, it's just a very (laughs) weird movie. (laughs) Yeah. And then just like the whole family dynamic was weird. The dad Mm -hmm. was just like a taxi driver that never wanted to be at home (laughs) with Emma Thompson because she was crazy. Yeah. But they couldn't get divorced because they didn't have money. (laughs) Yeah. And Emma Thompson just needed someone to talk to. And so... Emilia Clark's character took her to a farmer's market. Like, I don't... There were a lot of threads. And they did shots together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of threads going on. Well, and we're not even discussing the main plot thread of the movie, which is that Amelia Clark <laughs> yeah. is like possibly falling in love with the ghost <laughs> of the her heart transplant yeah. donor. And it's weird for me as to why he's like it's not like he's been with her since the heart transplant he just happens to show up one day at this like christmas store when she works at and then he has he like pops in and out and he's always saying weird cryptic phrases he doesn't have a cell phone the cell like one is in the cupboard just, yeah he locks it up y- yeah <laughs> it's just like bewildering and Okay, maybe I missed something, but he keeps telling her throughout the movie like that she needs to look <laughs> up. And I thought that there would be some payoff for that at some point. Like she looks up and sees something or what. It's but a like, metaphor. Did that ever happen? <laughs> yeah. it's She needs to... For like what She though? needs to like, you know, embrace the world and, and look for things that she wouldn't have appreciated before. And like to relax and enjoy what she has and you know just look up (laughs) (laughs) but no Uh, i mean i get what you're saying but honestly the like the ghost love story that was the best part of the movie for me like hands down like i think emilia clark henry golding they have so much charisma so much fun energy and their chemistry was so cute that it was fun to watch that even though i knew that this was not going to end well for the two of them. But I think they both did such a good job in their silly roles that even when Emily Clark's character wasn't making sense, like I was like, wait, so she wants to be a singer, but she's not that good a singer because she got a heart transplant. Oh, yeah. Was she, su- she was supposed to be better beforehand. 
Yeah. Well, she, like, I lost, thought that's like, what she, she was didn't saying. connect to her heart. She was yeah. saying that she didn't – she has this new heart in her that she, like, doesn't really understand and, like, she doesn't have the, like – she can't put the heart into her songs anymore because it doesn't feel like mm. it's hers. Yeah. But even at the end of the movie when she's singing, she, her voice isn't good. I mean, that's because <laughs> – She's not a singer real in real life, <laughs> and they just probably tried to make her a singer. And... Yeah. But it's, like, baffling that they would make the character, like, her one motivation is, like, oh, I want to be a Broadway star, well, but she has been sing. sick her whole life, you know? Like, she just had a dream, Matt. You can't hate on her for having dreams. She really know. wanted to be um, frozen on ice. Yeah. That's what she really <laughs> wanted goals. to do, even though she's never ice skated before. It's and, fine. and anyway, she grew up and she, in the course of the movie, even admits, like, maybe this isn't for me and I'll channel my energy elsewhere. Like, that was a growth moment for her, Matt. You should be proud of her for for mm-hmm. recognizing that and, and growing up from her childhood dreams. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Did you like um the, the, the romance of it though? Did you think they as a couple were um entertaining to watch? Or were you just distracted by the twists the whole time? Well, I thought that they were fun like they were both fun. They're good actors and they're like engaging. But he was so weird that I felt like it I it was hard to take him seriously as like a romantic interest. And also he very clearly like wasn't romantically involved with her because he knows that he's dead. So the whole time she's sort of like falling in love with him. You're reading it But then he is kind of like her like big brother (laughs) or something. So when they were finally kissing, I was like, this is weird. This is No, he was, he was, Scared to feel like he didn't want to fall for her or have her fall for him because he knew it was hopeless, not because he was like, Whoa, I don't think of you like that. Like, hello, didn't you see the little sadness in his eyes? Oh, yeah, the line at the end that said, This heart was yours one way or another, it didn't matter if he died or not, they were meant to be together. It really got me, it really did. (laughs) No, yes, also. I knew that his name was going to be on that park bench from like the first time they sat down and oh, I was well, like, all these are dead people the on these benches. <laughs> you think all of them were dead? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting take, that's Matt. A, I like this. Theory. Yeah, that is. Wow. Uh, maybe that's why you well, told her that she could Does that mean she, she can see more him? ghosts than just her <gasps> Oh, ghosts? yeah. See, okay, never mind. Yeah, you're wrong, Matt. I, that's not... <laughs> She's not like freaking the sixth sense. She then how see. else would he know all of those people? Because, because he, he used to go there as a alive. person. Yes, that's why they, it's his no, bench. no, it was yes. a ghost park. No, he, wha- who and put he, the name of the bench? The other ghosts. Why would she be able to see all of them? Is she like this medium or something? She was with She's a ghost. So when you're with a ghost, you can no. see other ghosts. Matt, didn't no, she, go, she went back when he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, but who knows who was there then? It was different people. Anyways, the point is, I think Henry Golding did a really good job of, with his very limited lines, honestly, of presenting someone who was struggling with his feelings that he couldn't explore because he was dead. Okay, Matt? I did not get that at all. I got it. That is not. I got, I got like, I got like touched by an angel. Like, I'm leading you on to the next world, but like very non-sexual. Very platonic. No. I don't know. He was so 
obsessed with her. He was so sad that they couldn't be together. Yes. Abby gets it. I think he just like he knew his purpose was to make her appreciate life and help her. Yeah. And yeah, like I don't think he knew they that he would that there'd be feelings. You know, I think I think it was it's something that surprised them both. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't like the movie Ghost where they were like romantically involved to begin why didn't he just tell her right off the bat that he wasn't i don't I, what I do you mean tell him right off the bat how would you feel if someone came up to you he's like hey i'm a ghost i'm here to make you live a better life like can we talk like what what would you how do would you feel if that? yeah <laughs> what if a ghost if a ghost came up to me and was like hey uh, like let's pretend like we're dating for three months and then i'm gonna tell you that i'm actually a dead person he i'd be much more offended than it yeah, out on her own yeah hello yeah, but, but she was going to find out eventually yeah he couldn't just keep stringing her on well, that's why he didn't string her on he ended it well he sort of did <laughs> he got he he ghosted her he, he brought her to her. his 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 dead person apartment and made out with her well, he kissed her Let's kissed all her and down. put her to bed and didn't take her shoes off yeah. which was weird no <laughs> <laughs> It was so sweet. I was really into them as a couple. I just wanted more of that. I really did. I didn't. I mean, I did like. Um, I did like Santa's little side romance. I thought that was funny, and she was a fun character. And yeah, that was all fun. Yes, but... Michelle Yeoh's character is called Santa inexplicably yeah. in this movie. She's it's the one who literally runs explained. A... It's the opposite of inexplicable. It's. It's because she works in a Christmas shop, and every shop she and goes her to name. She yeah, changes but, her name. And she name. wants to have a name that can have people can pronounce. But it's still, it's, it's not inexplicable in that way. It's inexplicable <laughs> in that Emma Thompson was like, "Yeah, let's just call this character Santa." Yeah. Everything in this movie is so that, strange. Like, Amelia Clark's character is like, "Yeah, her real name is Santa. Like that's what <laughs> yeah. she was born with." She's so yeah. shocked when she finds out that <laughs> this woman's name is not actually Santa, yeah. which like, yes, that shouldn't be shocking. You know, the most inexplicable thing in this movie for me was a moment where she's staying with her at her friend's house and she's stayed there before and had caused some ruckus. And so they're like, if she does something bad again, we're kicking her out. And the husband had been working on this elaborate, I think it was a lampshade, honestly, or some sort of paper sculpture. And then he decides when he finishes it to put it on the couch. (laughs) And she sits on it, and I'm like, what did you expect was going to happen, dude? You know, like, that one's on you, in my opinion. Don't put it on the couch. Yeah, that just really stuck with me throughout the film. Yeah, well, I, I didn't like, like the on. part where, like, she goes home, in the beginning of the movie, she goes home with that guy and, like, wakes up in his apartment and showers, and then his wife comes home, and then the <laughs> wife blames her. Like, she didn't yeah. know. Yeah. And then the wife, like, comes back and, like, like is all mad at her still. I'm like, no, go be mad at your husband who <laughs> has the audacity to bring someone home to his own yeah. your apartment that you share together. Yeah, that's fair, too. He did seem very nice, though, before <laughs> you realized he was cheating. Men. Garbage. But I'm like, it's not that, that my, and my thought was, was not Amelia Clark's fault. She didn't know. It was not. Yeah. Maybe the girl didn't know that she didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess. What was Amelia Clark's fault, though, is that she brought home a guy to her friend's <laughs> yeah. apartment when yeah. she was staying over there, and they slept together on, like, the <laughs> crib mattress. 
Yeah, like, that was, she was who does that? that? And yeah. it was her fault that she did kill that other guy's fish. Yeah. That was it. And then she replaced yes. it with a way lesser fish. I oh, would have yeah. said no thanks. Like, no one wants a goldfish. Thanks. Was she doing drugs or she was just an alcoholic? I think she was just an alcoholic. I just mean, an alcoholic. When would do you it's just PG get the vibe 13, she was so. doing drugs? Like they I never think, showed like, that. I mean, yeah, I think it's just alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because she did have heart, like she had a heart transplant a year ago. Like I don't think she would go as far as to start doing drugs. Maybe not. I don't know. Did we figure out what was the matter with her? Other she than this, she, I mean, issues. she had a heart transplant. She had a heart issue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was undetailed. <laughs> you they, don't like, need details like that. In that very yeah. dramatic scene of her with darker hair and like yeah. bangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah very, very serious, like matronly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like she just had a total life change. Started. I think it was. I thought it was funny that like she start. She had that whole different look and was wearing a lot of eyeliner. And then as she started to like get better, and like Henry Golding was teaching her how to be a better person, it meant that she was like wearing less eyeliner. <laughs> oh the eyeliner journey yes it's just like trope. i'm so, i don't have my life together i'm wearing a lot of eyeliner oh my yeah. life's together now i don't have to put on so much eyeliner in the morning i think it's because she like learned to wash her face honestly i think that's what it came down to is she hadn't Probably. been washing her face and she just kept putting on layers of makeup and <laughs> eyeliner and mascara and so finally she's like you know what i can clean this slate every every night and just try again the next day so what i was confused about is um they sort of introduced this like cute he works at the um homeless shelter and they sort of have this connection y vibey thing. And I expected them to sort of like end up sort of in sort in a I don't know, like final montage scene. Um but I wondered if it like tested badly with audiences or something and so they just left that out because he was sort of just a character that was just hanging there. <laughs> Yeah, I guess my question about the homeless shelter is, did Tom actually work there when he was alive? Or was he just trying to get Amelia Clark to work there? (laughs) Just luring luring her there. Because like, and it seemed like he he told her he worked there, so he would go Mm. there. But they obviously didn't know who he was. And even when Mm. she asked, like... They, it would have seemed like they should have known yeah. if he had like worked there previously before he died. And like, oh yeah, Tom, he used to work here. It was very sad what happened to him. Yeah. But they had no idea who he was, which made me think that like he just really knew that Amelia Clark would do great <laughs> yeah. things there. Yeah, what I if mean, Tom was really a dick in real life and he was just like a total... <laughs> based on what his apartment looked like i mean it was like i feel like a very nice apartment i yeah. don't think he was just working at a but he homeless went there shelter. at night so did he just volunteer yeah, at service. night there and like did oh, a yeah, different maybe. job during the day yeah he seemed like I a guess. very good person yeah but they didn't know who he was so that made me think that like oh he doesn't actually work there or ever did so here's a question do you think that this movie is actually like based on real events and everybody who you see in real life who looks like they're just talking to themselves is actually talking to like the ghost of an <laughs> organ donor. It's like Emma Thompson's like, I have to, I've got to blow the whistle on this one. People have to know the truth. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't think well, so. That was a, like, I saw, I mean, Buzzfeed did write an article today that it looked at that was just like questions I had after watching the movie and I did read it. <laughs> 
because I <laughs> yeah. just need to plug where I work, of course. Duh. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, one of the questions was like, at the end of the movie, when she realizes that she kind of was just like talking to herself, shouldn't she like go get some help? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like oh i've been seeing this ghost and like thinking he's with me all the time what am i gonna do <laughs> just go on with my life like i'm not gonna go get some help from a doctor or something well he did come and give her one last conversation so that was closure and that's healthy so but wouldn't you like if you were like oh i've been seeing ghosts i should probably <laughs> see someone yeah, I sort of wanted it to be more of like a touched by an angel sort of thing where it's like the person is actually it's not like a figment of your imagination. You know what I mean? It's like it is a supernatural person that you're talking to, but like other people can also see that person right. and then they just sort of disappear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or it could like be like angels I mean, in the outfield or something. Maybe It could be like Grey's Anatomy. I don't know if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, but in the early seasons, there's like a plot line where Catherine Heigl has this has guy sex like, with just, ghost. Like, yeah and she has sex with the ghost <laughs> and he just she has like a tumor or something I forget it's been so many seasons since then so much has happened mm-hmm. where it's like she's sick and like this guy this ghost is coming to tell her that she's sick and something is wrong with her what <laughs> I there's a lot of there's a lot of universe wor- rules that are drawn into question whenever you introduce this sort of storyline. Um, yeah. But I feel like honestly, I I would have loved this movie a lot more if it had just been that. Like I I had no problems with the with the heart donor ghost haunting whatever. All my issues with this movie came from them trying to stuff too much into it with like the Brexit thing and the, you know, running away from a war torn country and just having Emma Thompson mm-hmm. make a joke of it all. Um, and so it's yeah. it's funny because it's like, yes, it's a it's a weird premise. It's silly. There's a lot of jokes and questions to be had. But I am just so willing to roll with that, honestly. I also just think they should have maybe approached the trailer a little differently and maybe not made it so obvious. Yes. I think that would have solved a lot of their problems because if (laughs) you go into it not knowing the plot twist already, I think you have a different experience watching this movie. Yeah, for sure. I think they thought that they were just so clever that they were like, no one is going to see this coming, but it's like sitting right here in front of you. (laughs) You're going after you see this movie, you're going to be like, this is why it's called Last Christmas, because he gave her his heart. Yeah, And they just didn't realize that in the like post Reddit world that we live in, that really you have to like really hide things or otherwise someone on the Internet is going to find them. And it wasn't even like it wasn't even like Reddit levels deep. It was like I. I watched no. this trailer and I was like, he's definitely some sort of Christmas spirit. You thought that without hearing anything yes! from anybody? Yes. But yes. I've seen a lot of rom-coms. So, I mean, first of all, they did show way too much because they had a line in the movie where he's, she's like, you just keep disappearing. And it's like, if they yeah. had cut that, then I might have been a little bit like unsure about it. But they emphasized yeah. that only you know, she saw him. You know what movie... Didn't give away the ghost spoiler. Did you see Safe Haven? No. No. <laughs> well, thanks now for Now you ruined it. it for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Nicholas Sparks. Oh, no wonder it's I didn't Nicholas see it. I thought Sparks. it was going to be a horror oh, movie. Oh, yes. I did see house. that. Yes. They, and it's like 
it's Julian Huff who falls in love with Josh Dumel and he has kids yes. and she like lives in this town and Kobe Smulders keeps like coming up and helping her and like later in the movie you figure out that Kobe Smulders was his wife and the mother of his children yeah. and that was actually a ghost twist that I didn't see coming <laughs> yeah you so know what? Now that you pointed out, there are some, there are like quite a surprising few um, ghost love stories. Like, yeah. didn't Zac Efron do one, or was it just that his brother Charlie was Saint a Cloud. ghost? Yeah. I thought about that too while I was watching, yeah. <laughs> and he actually, he actually slept with the ghost in that movie. Oh yeah, that's Anne right. Hathaway's in a Anne Hathaway's in a weird ghost uh, <laughs> twist movie called Passengers about a plane cra- crash. Yeah, man, see. Yeah. It's just There's a, a less than sixth sense. This is a complete <laughs> like off topic, but when I watched this, they showed a trailer for this movie called what was it even called? Like Getaway Island or Fantasy Island. Island or something. Fantasy Island. Yes. Oh my Blue gosh, House. I am excited for that movie <laughs> where everybody like gets to go to this fancy resort and they think it's to like live out whatever their fantasy is, yeah. but actually they're all being like hunted and killed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I don't want to go on too like, much of a tangent. Was this movie made for me? I just feel like if your fantasy is, I want revenge on my sixth grade bully, then it's like maybe you have problems you know like i just <laughs> that really surprised me that that's anyone's fantasy but but that's neither here nor there you know wow, Shelby. Okay. Talk about last wow. aren't you just such a good person it's not about being a good person it's like have a better fantasy like even if it's a dark one but like i don't know it just seems so low stakes have you heard anything about the hunt do we know if they're actually if they're going <laughs> to no, release that anytime soon? No, I, it's really it's it's going to come out canceled. eventually. There was stop no trying to derail this. We are here movie. to talk about last Christmas, and if you're done talking about it, then we can do winners and losers. Okay. Well, first we have to uh, ask: Should uh, oh, yeah. Abby? Should people see this now? Should they see it later, or should they see it never? I would say closer to Christmas later. <laughs> it's. It, I think yes, people yeah. should see it. Um, it but in seems theaters. weird to see it in the beginning of November. Like I again don't know why it came out so early, but it's a fun movie. It's a, definitely a movie like you could see with like your mom or your aunt when you're like home for Christmas and you like can't decide what movie you all want to see. Like this is a low stakes movie that like everyone would enjoy. It yeah. is weird that it came out so early. I don't know why they didn't save it to like the weekend after Thanksgiving. That just seems yeah. like the perfect spot to release it because it's going to be out of theaters by Christmas. No, it's not it is doing not. that well. It will yes, definitely it will. it will stay in theaters exactly because it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. So I think they knew think that and so they wanted the they wanted the few extra weekends knowing that they'd still get a final push once the holidays start. Yeah, but this movie opened up fourth. <laughs> it got beat by every other movie that was released this weekend. This and they weren't was good not movies. Made to win and be at the yeah. top. This top, movie like... got beat by the John Cena <laughs> as a dad at a fire <laughs> no, uh, station it didn't. movie. Which Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> well, I've never this even mo- heard of this movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this movie only made eleven million dollars. I it think came this movie's a behind slow Midway. Burn. I think it's no, gonna. I, think, I think I, it's gonna build up because one, no one's gonna go like opening week into this movie unless you're in the movies, and two, now people are talking about it, so more people are gonna want to go see it, 
And it'll just like, I think it will rise the ranks. I think it's a movie but that, like, like, even on Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm, like, what movie mm-hmm. should we see as a family? Yeah. Like, people are going to go see this. Yeah, no one's going to go see like, Midway. Charlie's Angels and Frozen <laughs> 2 and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and no Knives Out. No one's going to see Charlie's Angels. No yeah. one knows that Charlie's <laughs> and Angels Jumanji is getting remade. <laughs> and Star Wars and Cats and Little Women. All of those are coming out. Mm, those are all Christmas movies. Like, in the movies. next couple of weeks. This is a pre-Christmas movie. Some of them. Anyways, anyways, the what? point is, if you're, I think it's a safe bet. Like, I think it would be fun to see. And otherwise, you can always watch it next Christmas when it's on a streaming service. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're wrapping presents in like five years and this happens to show up on ABC Family, that would be the only situation I would advise watching this. And at that point, there's going to be a better Christmas movie on another channel. So, you <laughs> might as well just try to find Home Alone. <laughs> Well, that's your take. So, should we do the winners and losers? <laughs> yes. Give us the winners and losers. The real loser was me, but yeah. that's beside the point. Oh my okay. gosh, she stole my line. They got tricked into watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. That makes us the winners at the it. end. We're the winners. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but let's uh, let's cue the music. Um. Let's hear it for the dawning of the dead, because this ghost can get it. Not since ghosts has a ghost looked this good. He ain't letting a little thing like death keep him down, and he's not phoning it in just because only one girl can see him. This guy has taste, he has style, he has outfit changes. So let's hear it for whatever fashion gods allowed this ghost to exist, switching out of tailored trench coats and snug sweaters whenever we need a new look. Because with looks this sharp, you're definitely a winner. He was just in that same trench coat though the whole time. I was like, he had like he has to be a ghost because others he'd be freezing because Amelia yeah. Clark was freezing the entire movie. But Amelia Clark was only also, wearing. Henry Golding has weird teeth. Oh my gosh, <laughs> your teeth fetish is just the weirdest thing about you. Sorry, I have to say it. But Henry Golding looked great in this movie, and I I just wanted more of him. That was my only complaint, really. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> Give us the losers. Okay. The loser this week is anyone whose life motto is look up. Because chances are you will be shat on by a bird. Definitely trip into a pile of garbage. And honestly, it could be argued you will get hit by a bus and die. So your heart is transplanted into someone else who you then have to come back and haunt into being a good person. So look up, you say. Maybe better to just look both ways because this motto makes you a loser. Yeah. And again, I don't know why that was part of it. Because um, if you, look, if you don't look up, you won't see wasn't. the grasshopper, you know? And she'd gone her whole life without seeing the the grasshoppers. Yeah. But, like, shouldn't the actual motto (laughs) of, like, be aware of your surroundings be, like, look around you? (laughs) Like, not look up. Because up, there's, like, really nothing to see most of the time. It's, like, um... Maybe if she looked up, she would have seen that bird. She could have moved out of the way and she wouldn't have gotten pooped (laughs) on. You know what, though? I also read an article that said that... In preparation for this, Emma Thompson wanted to make this movie about secret London, and she went on, like, secret London walking tours where they show you, like, oh, this is this weird grasshopper statue that nobody notices and no one knows the reason why it's here. So that's another thing that she was just, like, shoehorning into this movie where it didn't really fit. Why is she so into this movie? It was, like, her pet. Yeah. (laughs) She, like, 
Loves it. I was also confused because I thought, oh, has she written a lot of other movies? And the only other movies that she's written are Sense and Sensibility and the Nanny McPhee movies. Yeah, well, Sense and Sensibility, yeah, is a work of art. And um, I wish she had brought that level of game to this movie. But, you know, that was a while ago, so... I never saw that. I didn't read the oh book either. Oh my gosh. I read oh, Emma. That it's was good. Such a good movie. That movie, I'm pretty sure it won an Oscar for best original or best adapted screenplay. And it was just, oh, was so cozy. Now I want to watch it. I'm already reading Little Women right now. I can only read so many <laughs> old timey uh, all girl books. Okay. Well, let's get into this rapid fire questioning because I'm, uh, I'm curious. <laughs> What you've come up with. Matt, you want to start us off? Sure. Okay. So if you had to pick a celebrity who you would kill and like <laughs> then get their heart transplanted in your body. Uh-huh. So they're dead now, but also mm-hmm. you get to hang out with their ghost. Mm-hmm. Which celebrity would you too. pick? Matt, you stole my question. Because <laughs> uh, this is like very complicated. Because yeah. now they're not in the real world, but you do but get you to get hang them. out with them. Mm-hmm. And have a maybe platonic, maybe romantic relationship. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I guess I immediately thought romance, and in that instance, my answer would have to be, well, okay. I'm gonna say Jake Gyllenhaal because I just love him, and I'd love to have him all to myself. Because they don't think he's like, I don't know. I think he's a little weird, like IRL. So maybe like the dead version of him would just be like, you know, purely focused on making me a better person. And I think that would help our relationship. Yeah, he's not doing much right now. I, I think he's just like hanging out in New <laughs> yeah. York. So the world can go I don't think it, anyone you know? would miss him. <laughs> maybe Meg. Did you guys see the movie Source Code? Because that was yes. also similar to this. <gasps> Is, no, I did he's not. He's a ghost who trans- <laughs> gets a heart transplant. <laughs> No, but he's like a he's like a oh, yeah he's uh, he's a he's vet like a or something right a, yeah like a like a vet who's like in a coma yeah but like his brain is still functioning and so he's like having to solve uh-huh, crimes as like an almost Jake dead Jill person or something yeah I saw that yeah <laughs> Abby who are you killing I mean I'm also a Jake Gyllenhaal mm. fan so that's like a good mm-hmm. one um. Well, Shelby already mm. has his heart, so you yeah. can't. You know. I can't take yeah. it. I have to find yeah. someone else's mm-hmm. heart. I mean, another standard option would be Ryan Gosling. Oh, wow. He's oh. married with children. So oh. that's pretty dark, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> but he wow. seems like a very nice that guy. That is pretty dark. <laughs> I, yeah, I, maybe that's a bad <laughs> You answer. know what? That's fine. You did it. He's dead. He's going to be all yours now. He's dead. I killed yeah. him. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about you, Matt? He doesn't have to white splain man playing jazz <laughs> yeah. anymore. So Okay, so now that you Very now cool. that I'm like I, w- I was going to say Anne Hathaway, but then I was like, oh no, she's married all in slow kids. <laughs> um I think she's actually pregnant at the moment, so not her. Um yeah, I will take uh Saoirse Ronan. I feel like mm. she would be a fun person to hang out with wow, for an extended period. You're just period like of time. robbing the world of her talent though. Yeah, way she's to be. still such young talent. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal isn't Jake that Gyllenhaal much older. Has done I mean, his, he is, he's but... done his fair share of work. You know, the world, like, it's not like, Saoirse's like on her fifth movie, maybe. That is not even true. She's been nominated for four Oscars. Oh, wow, really? 
<laughs> I think so. That doesn't sound right. For what? Or maybe she's been nominated for. She was nominated for Atonement and Brooklyn and oh, Lady Bird. Atonement. So maybe three That's and right. Little Women will be four. That's right. She has been around. Yeah, you're like taking her at her yeah. prime. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, That's fine. You can live with that. She's already made little. She's made lots of good movies, you know, and maybe and maybe now that I have her heart inside me, I'll be a really good actor. (laughs) You know, I mean, it didn't help. Right. uh, Right. Amelia Clark become a singer. But yeah. Okay, Abby, do you have a question? Uh, Yes. You know, Emma Thompson heard last Christmas and (laughs) said that she wanted to make a movie off of it. So what song (laughs) would you want her to do next? This is a good question. I. Does it have to be a Christmas song or it can be any song? No, like any oh, song. Okay. Like she hears this song and she's like, like a literal this is translation. It. I need to make a mo- movie. Yeah, a literal mm. translation of it. Um. Okay. 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 I got one. So it's a. Uh, it's a movie version of I think it's the John Mayer song Your Body is Wonderland and it's like a giant amusement park that's like actually a human body a la like the magic school bus oh my word that is so disturbing to imagine <laughs> that is very alarming yeah, uh, that's maybe is we that don't like, would that, that be like Osmosis Joe though basically I don't even know what that is the weird, weird, weird animation featuring um oh, what's his name? It's like it's partly based in reality, like with human actors, and then it's about a germ in the body and like how <laughs> you guys haven't seen it? Oh man. It was like no. from the nineties, I think. I grew up now on Now that it. I'm looking at it, I yes, I do yeah. I do uh, remember this. It's like a germ. There's like a virus trying to take over the body and this like, I don't know. It's you know weird. who directed it? Paul Feig? Uh, no. Uh, Oscar nominee Peter Farrelly, who directed Green Book. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a plot twist I didn't see coming. I guess since I enjoyed this movie a little bit, I would stick in the Christmas section and I'd want Emma Thompson to do like um, Santa Baby, but like make it like a like a Fifty Shades of Grey style like Christmas, you know, like a very sensual Santa story. Is Santa Baby the rapey one? No, no, no. What song is the bad one? Baby, yeah. it's cold oh, baby, outside. It's yeah. okay. Santa baby is Which just... John Legend yeah. and <laughs> Kelly Clarkson are redoing. Yeah, modernizing, because oh, yes. that's what we care mm-hmm. about right now. Yeah. What would you do? I mean, this isn't the first... I'm just thinking, this isn't the first movie that's based on Christmas oh, songs. Like, isn't there one about, like, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Yes, that is a movie. There's, um... And then there's Jonathan another one about, like, Thomas. Mommy kissing... Mommy oh, yeah. kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. And the and I'll be home for Christmas. Classic. That's the Jonathan Taylor Thomas mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Work of art. There's a lot of good ones. I love Christmas movies. That was my question. Oh wait, but you have to answer. What song would you do? I think we need. We always need more Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. You can never have enough Christmas mm-hmm. movies. What's a good song that's we haven't done before? Mm, I'm just like what's the, the what's the um uh, Mariah Carey song. Does that have all any? I want for Christmas is you? Yeah, that's. I mean, technically, that has a big place in love. Actually, 
Well, we can just oh, redo man. love actually. Make it better. What if what if it's all I want for Christmas is you, but the but it's like a robot. Or it's so like you a got stalker. a robot lover for Christmas. <laughs> oh, who? I'm in yes. for that. Yes, yes, a please. Stalker. Yeah. All I want yes. for Christmas is you. It's a Christmas horror film. Yes, mm. this is our million dollar idea. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and every year, like he abducts a, a girl whose last name is one of the uh, the reindeer. And oh, oh I'm just like coming up with Ew, ideas. Stop this it! Right. <laughs> okay, if you were to make your own version of this movie what current like political or or what political (laughs) or social event would you want to be happening in the background during your movie (laughs) oh you know i have recently been obsessed with the democratic primary that's going on Mm. i just find it like the best kind of reality tv (laughs) and so i think that somehow or another uh having that in the movie uh uh like who's gonna qualify for the next democratic debate Mm -hmm. um and the background could be boring but also uh entertaining (laughs) so i'm gonna pick that that was a good idea just kamala harris talking to a uh trying to pretend like she's a normal person in an interview with a local yeah yes yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm gonna go away from politics and say that since it's based in london um i think there should have been like maybe a plot line the subplot line would have been about like Love Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. In London and now America is like obsessed with Love Island. So, like, maybe in the background they were like watching it and then there was like drama about what was going on during that show and like everyone was interested in it. That's a good idea. Because it's like taking over people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, like, go away from politics and just stick with reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The key to this question is that Emma thompson's character has to be involved in that plot line so yeah. in your version of the movie emma thompson she's was on love, love island, island. Yeah. she was one of the contestants who like got kicked no, off no she's just like obsessed with it she her yeah. husband is never home so all she can do is watch tv <laughs> she, so just binge she just binges love island all the time yeah. and she like thinks she knows these people and she's like obsessed with them yeah <laughs> Um, and then maybe when they're out in the farmer's market, they run into one of them and she like <gasps> loses her mind. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. And she's like mm-hmm. reawakened and she's... <laughs> mm-hmm. Sexually. She yeah. Yes. Yeah. She falls in love with... It's one of the guys that yeah. she falls in love with him and she leaves her husband for him. Oh, wow. This is, this this is getting messy. Both. Where Both are the Christmas morals there? <laughs> hey, it's about finding true love. Yeah, they right. did not seem like they were... <laughs> true love christmas movies are always about finding true love yeah that's true okay shelby um yeah i was thinking i just wanted for some reason in the middle of the movie for them to be watching the year of the oscars where they accidentally gave it to um (laughs) la la land and it was meant for moonlight and i just i don't know how it would end up mattering in the movie's plotline but i'd want that featured somehow and just like talked about and really explored there maybe emma thompson's character was like uh like uh, a producer or something on the set (laughs) of that movie yeah and she was like really excited for a hot second and then she realized that she lost yeah (laughs) Something like that. It was just an iconic moment that I want. I want to be saved in uh, in a new medium. 
for generations to come. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I have another question. So we are casting a new rom-com. Doesn't matter what it is, but you have to pick one cast member from Game of Thrones to fall in love with one cast member of Crazy Rich Asians. Who are you picking? Oh, this is a good one. Um, I would definitely want uh, Jimma Chan. She's the pretty sister, mm-hmm. right? Her cousin or whatever. Yes. And yes. You know what? She can she can hook up with Sophie Turner. I think that would be a very interesting pairing. <laughs> I think that'd Ooh. be a fun fun movie to watch. <laughs> At least for me, they're the most entertaining <laughs> of both of them. So. I feel like we need to give Maisie Williams mm, yeah. a chance. Like she, Sophie Turner's done a few movies, but I feel like she's kind of been quiet. She needs her big break. Put put her, Maisie Williams with Michelle Yu. Like just you know, oh. put them do it older, younger love. Like call that, call like, me by your name style, but just <laughs> yes. yeah. Like, yeah. let's just go for it. I mean, I would little statutory maybe, choice. but <laughs> she's older. Yeah. So was call me by your name though, and that didn't appear to have any uh, issues. Yeah. yeah. Who would you choose, Matt? I want Aquafina in the movie, but then I'm trying to figure out like what guy from Game of Thrones has like a funny energy to them. Um and would be good in like a kind of comedy romance. What about that um, um the guy who liked Brienne? Oh, Jamie. Oh, yeah, that could maybe no, be good. No, the the redhead. The, the oh, the, oh, the red. Oh, Tormund. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, he's so weird. Maybe um, and uh, and Bran, just like creepy Bran. Maybe he's better in, <laughs> oh in, in other things. He'd be more entertaining. Yeah, maybe he needs the Christmas spirit to come and put some zhuzh back in his step or something. Yes. No, they mm. wouldn't even let him on stage during <laughs> what was that? The Emmys. Yes, yeah. the Emmys. So he can't be that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, those will all be good. But um, final rapid fire question. Um, what is your favorite Christmas movie, if not Last Christmas? It's hard to be Last uh, Christmas. <laughs> I think my favorite is the original Santa Claus. Oh, ah, so cute. That is yes. such a good movie. Yeah, yes. that's just like a classic. I can watch it every year and just smile and love it. And Santa Claus 2 is not terrible. I mean, it's not as <laughs> yeah. good, but it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad because it's like about then it's about him finding love. He finds his Mrs. Claus. Santa with Juliet from Lost. Juliet, yeah. yeah. I and love her. Santa Claus Three is where it kind of goes off the rail, and you're like, "This, we don't need this anymore." Yeah. Um, with Martin Short as Jack the Frost. original is a great, great movie. Yeah. movie. Um, I think I have to go with uh. Home Alone 1 or 2, they're both so good and so fun. And just like Home Alone 2 is such a great New York movie, but Home Alone 1 is like, I don't know, just such a classic and they're heartwarming and it's about family and uh, Moira Rose is in it. So, you know, you really can't <laughs> go wrong there. So I think I'm going with Home Alone. Yeah. Um, I... 
I don't know why I love this so much. I think it was just ingrained in my psyche as a kid, but I cannot go at Christmas without watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. I just... (laughs) Oh. That song, that song, it really, like, it really speaks to me. And and, um, what's her face from Gossip Girl is so cute in it. And I just, I really adore it. Someone from Gossip Girls in that movie? Um, the little girl, Mary, what's her name? Mary Lou. Cindy Lou Who is Cindy someone Lou from Gossip Girl? Is yeah, Taylor Momsen. Taylor yes, Momsen. Yes. Oh, yes, the one who went. And goth. Christine Bransky mm-hmm. is in that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see The yeah. Grinch last year? Did you like that one? I like that I one. I haven't seen the animated it. one it's with Benedict queue, Cumberbatch. Though. Yeah, I have it queued I up in Netflix. I think I saw but... that one. <laughs> Well, it's a better Christmas movie than the last Christmas. I'll say that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Abby, or like forcing yourself upon forcing us, I guess. Forcing myself on the yeah. podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything I you want to plug? It. Anything you want to shout out? If you guys, anyone is looking to buy Christmas presents, we've got a lot of great gift guides on the BuzzFeed site that I work on along with all of my co-workers and friends so uh we're here to make oh, shopping easier i guess yes i yep, love a good list do. um yeah we do all those fun like gift guide roundups of like what to get your sister what to get your friend what to get your last christmas obsessed friend just kidding <laughs> that's not good idea, but it could be. a human yeah. heart <laughs> yeah a human heart a guide to brexit all of yeah. your favorite gifts <laughs> You know, that could oh, that be, be a inspiration for a new guide, Abby. So yeah. Yeah. shout out the pod cut. if you know you're I definitely will <laughs> if that happens. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for letting me come on. And Shelby, I am glad that we are now officially friends. Oh yes. I felt like I was like missing out. Oh, that is so sweet of you to say. Honestly, any friend of Matt, I'm happy to take as a friend of mine only. So, <laughs> well, Matt also stole us from us yes, as friends. That's so true. It's only payback. <laughs> well, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a friend. Uh, well, I still have a friend named Kara, but she lived in the city, and that's how I met Sarah and Sierra and Abby, and then Kara oh, left. Okay. But I'm still friends with three of them. So you know. It's great. Friend poaching all around, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We love a good friend poach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back next week with a special birthday episode where we'll be discussing the filmography of one Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, which I am so excited about. I've been watching a bunch <laughs> of movies uh, of his. So that is what you have to look forward to next week. Um, until then, you can follow us on social media. We're at PS You're Wrong. On Instagram, on Twitter, we have a Gmail account, which is psurong at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcast, which is how people find us and would be fantastic if you did that. Okay, see you guys next week. Bye! Bye!